slash mama podcast. Today's show, I want to open your eyes about what symptoms are and when there is an absence of symptoms, it doesn't necessarily mean that things aren't still happening in the body. One of the things that I hear all the time is that, oh gosh, I had a hysterectomy when I was 30 and I haven't had any symptoms in 20 years, so I'm not worried about it. Or I've heard something like, I've been in menopause so long, I I don't have any symptoms, so I don't need to do anything about it. Well, guys, once you start having premenopausal or uh, menopausal, perimenopausal symptoms, once you start that, once they go away, it doesn't mean that your body's still not accelerating the aging process. Once we stop that hormone production, our body really accelerates aging. You may think, well, there's nothing I can do about it, but guess what? That's what my show is all about. I am all about anti-aging. I want to help people that are in their thirties try and figure out what they can do preemptive to prevent them from going through this incredible aging acceleration when they're in their forties and fifties, if at all possible. I want to help women that are in their fifties, slow it down so that they don't wake up one morning and just be blown away by the amount of time that has passed. We need to, yes, we need to absolutely embrace our age. We're not doing something to stop our aging from happening. We are slowing down the side effects. We're slowing down what we see. A lot of the things are very, very simple life changes that we can make right now that can really have a great lasting effect on how quickly we age and how it looks outwardly and inwardly. I mean, it's just as important on the inside of our bodies. Actually, it's even more important on the inside of our bodies. We just don't see that on the inside. That is where symptoms come in. A lot of times we don't realize some of the symptoms of aging are related to just menopause or perimenopause. We don't realize the connections. So I really want to point out some things that if you start doing them today, whether you're 30 or you're 50 or you're 70, it can still have a great impact on your life and the way that you're aging. It's really a lot more important than what we think because you can't go back and fix something that's already been done, but you can move forward and have a better path and have better long-term results. You can make a difference in the future, whether you think so or not, you really can. So let's talk about number one. Number one is water. I will tell you a little story about me and water. Back when I was a young girl, 17, 16, I would open a Dr. Pepper and I would put that in the console of my car. That would sit there all day long. And that would be the only fluid that I would drink all day long. I don't remember that I drank coffee when I was that young, But I remember I would drink Dr. Pepper and I would sip on one can, guys, one can all day long, and it would be warm. It would be in my console. And I know most of you are sitting there going, but it it was something that I sipped on all day long. That was pretty much the only fluids I got until I got older and then I started drinking a little wine. And then I drank Dr. Pepper and maybe coffee, wine, but I could not stand the taste of water. 
Water has no taste, guys. It's just flavorless. It was really something that I was telling myself that I didn't like. Water is completely tasteless if you have a filtered water. This story is about 37 years old. And back then we did not have, you know, filters, water filters, things like that. So the water that we drink had a little bit of flavor to it. It just was city water most of the time or well water. Just, I didn't like it. It was something that I told myself. And then when I started getting older and and we would have bottled water, I knew what good water tasted like, but I still didn't drink water. I didn't realize its value. If you think about what water does for our body, first of all, our bodies are about 70% water and our brains are 65% water. So without adequate amounts of water on the inside of our body, we can actually become really dehydrated and our body will shrivel up. Basically, if you think about a grape and how plump a grape is, when that grape starts to age and it becomes dehydrated, it flattens and the cells get thicker, it becomes dimpled, it dries out, and then it becomes very like little raisins that are dried out. That is what happens to not just the outside of our body, but the inside of our body. All of the internal skin in our body is called mucosal lining, and it is basically wet skin. It's it's the same as our skin outside, but it's constantly... It's very wet and it's permeable and highly flexible, which is what's most important. So we can lose the moisture in our body when it's dry outside and vice versa. If you live in a very humid area, your skin and your hair probably look really good most of the time. When your body is dehydrated on the inside, you're going to see it definitely on the outside. But imagine if you could see what's going on on the outside, what is going on on the inside. When I realized after a while that that wasn't the best thing to do just to drink Dr. Pepper all day and one can at that. When I got sick, when I developed uh, fibromyalgia and lupus, and I started researching what health and nutrition was about and what I needed to do to become healthy. It really showed me just how important water is. What do we do when we need to wash our clothes? That requires water. It doesn't require tea. It doesn't require coffee or Dr. Pepper. It requires water. When we wash our hair or take a shower, why do we give our bodies on the outside so much more respect than we do on the inside? We take a shower in water, clean, clear water, but yet we tend to put all these other things into our body and expect to cleanse the inside of our body with coffee, tea, soda, beer, whatever, those drinks that you get. I can't even think what they're called, um, Gatorade or whatever. We need pure, clean water in order to flush out things and impurities from our bodies on the inside and also to keep it moist like that internal skin that mucosal lining we're going to talk about a few symptoms just to let you know what to look for when you're dehydrated number one you might have allergies you're you're pretty prone to allergies when you're dehydrated constipation is another sign that you may be dehydrated. It's actually the number one reason for constipation. There are other things. And if you have that and you struggle with it and you've tried drinking more water, you might want to go back and listen to 
my episode number two that is talking about how everybody poops because everybody should be pooping. And if you're not pooping every day, that is a big, huge problem. It's almost as if you are putting the trash in the garage and then never taking it out. And that trash can gets smelly and gross and nasty. And that is the inside of your body. So get that out of your system, get it out of your garage. So if you struggle with that, please go and listen to that podcast because it's super helpful. So we talked about allergies. We're also going to talk about itchy and dry skin, dry eyes. Those things are all going to be symptoms of, of course, dehydration. So the reason why allergies and constipation can be related to that dehydration. If you think about what do you do when you have something in your eye, your eye either twitches or it waters, right? What do you do if you have something up in your nasal passage? Allergies, for example, you either sneeze or your nose runs. And those are the two things that our body does to try to get rid of things. Usually initially, it'll start to kind of try to flush it out or spit it out, basically trying to force it out, which is what it does when we sneeze, cough, blink our eyes. Or if you have diarrhea, that is the colon trying to force things out aggressively. It's always trying to get rid of the foreign object that is causing the irritation. If you really think about it, it makes sense. If you're not drinking enough water, if you're not hydrated, that mucosal lining, which is supposed to be moist all the time and very slimy, basically, because it's hydrated, things are supposed to not stick to it. When you're dehydrated, it becomes sticky instead of moist and slimy, and it will actually allow things to stick to it. So your body has to kick into gear, start producing more fluids, or start aggressively trying to eliminate these things. Whether it's your lungs, your throat, the colon, your eyes, the nasal passage or sinus area, These are all responses that your body is trying to get rid of foreign objects, but it's dehydrated, so it's having a difficult time. If you drink a lot of water and you're not seeing the benefits that I'm speaking about, you're not seeing relief in the dry, itchy skin or the allergies, try adding in a very good high-quality fish oil. I've listed one in the description that is really, really good. That helps the water not evaporate as quickly. Oil and water, it can actually help the water stay in the system and retain it better and longer. That is something that I just feel is incredibly important to add in when you're drinking, especially if you drink a lot of water, but you're not seeing the results that you're wanting to see. I know I spent a lot of time on this, but I really want to drive home the importance of water and anti-aging. Actually, water and just having a healthy body at any age. The guide for drinking water is half your body weight in ounces of water. So what that means is if you weighed 150 pounds, you're going to be consuming about 75 ounces of pure clean water every day in order to maintain your health. Now, if you're wanting to lose weight, let's say you weigh 
weigh more than you want to weigh. For about every 10 pounds that you want to lose, we're supposed to increase that four to eight ounces. Now, these are rules and guidelines that are out there by doctors and naturopaths and and dietitians. Everybody has a different opinion, but the thing I like about this is that a 300 pound person shouldn't be drinking eight to 10 glasses of water a day and a 150 pound person shouldn't be drinking that same amount. I mean, if you weigh more, you're going to need more water. That's just all there is to it. I do intermittent fasting and I'm actually going to be talking about weight loss on my next show. So you guys really need to tune into that. I am somebody that has struggled with weight loss my entire life, but I will tell you that I have been intermittent fasting for about a year and a half. I absolutely love it. It is something that works really well for me and it has done a lot of great things for my body. I will tell you, I haven't lost a ton of weight. I've lost very little, but I haven't gained any weight. So that's a good thing for me because I eat pretty much what I want. The thing that I do is I just drink tons of water all day until I'm ready to eat. I can tell you when they say you're not hungry or thirsty, that is 100% true most of the time. If I can chug, you know, a bottle of water, 10, 15, 20 ounces of water, I, the hunger pains go away. I completely believe that most of the time in my life, I am not hungry. I am thirsty. So the other thing that is really important to help with the aging process is walking. Walking is essential. Our bodies were designed to walk and to walk long distances and to do it most of the day, that was our only means of transportation for many, many years. We are not getting that same exercise today. And let me tell you, it shows. I was watching Back to the Future. Has anybody seen Back to the Future? We're definitely in that age bracket. Well, I watched it again in a hotel room a couple of weeks ago. This was the one where Marty McFly and the professor went back to the 1800s. They were comparing the differences in what people did back in the 1800s and in 1985, and they mentioned that we don't walk anywhere, we drive. So now we have to exercise and go on walks purposefully so that we can get our exercise. Now let's really think about this. Our bodies were designed to do a lot of walking and not to have all of these modern conveniences, which are actually killing us. We also used to send our children outside to play, and now they spend a lot of time in front of the TV or actually on iPads or phones. So they're not getting the same amount of exercise. So we're starting at a really young age now for having stagnant bodies. If you've ever looked at a pond, that pond is green and has flies. It's stagnant water. There is no water supply in or out. It just sits there. It becomes very stagnant and gross. That is exactly what happens to our bodies when we don't walk. Now, why is walking so good? Well, it moves the body the way it naturally is supposed to. We are trying to find something to do to exercise that we enjoy when walking has been the thing that we have done for thousands of years. Studies show that walking is really the very best way to stay fit and healthy at any age. As a side note, if you're looking for something that will keep your body moving, 
when you can't walk, maybe sitting at a desk. I have a stand-up desk, which is fabulous, but I can't always stand. So I have a ball, an exercise ball that I keep in addition to the stand-up desk to help keep my back from locking up and to help give me some core strength. I challenge you if you've never used a ball, an exercise ball to sit and do your work. It is amazing. And you will notice that you work your muscles without even thinking about it. We have water, walking, and the third thing is weights. Weightlifting is essential to maintaining collagen, maintaining strength. It is going to be really important in your later years if you have done any weightlifting. And when I say weightlifting, I do not mean big, huge Ironman type things. I'm talking just weight bearing exercises. You can use your own body strength. You can use five pound weights, maybe 10 pounds. We are not talking about major weightlifting. We are talking about just enough to help the muscles stay healthy, stay flexible and stay strong. These things are so important as we get older. That is one of the first things we lose, muscle mass. I personally keep a set of five pound weights at my desk. If I'm on a Zoom call or I am doing something that does not require me to really take notes or participate, I will start doing a little bit of arm weights Being on the exercise ball, I can tell you, has been incredible for my core strength and for my legs. I can feel some days that my calves have had that little extra workout. Just because the symptoms are gone, like the hot flashes and the night sweats, especially if you had a surgical menopause or a a medically induced menopause, just because those symptoms are gone, it does not mean that you need to stop doing things to prevent the aging process. On next week's show, we are going to talk about intermittent fasting, red light therapy, some weight loss ideas and tips and tricks. So I hope you tune in again. If you find any value in this podcast, please rate review and share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week on the hot flash mama podcast.